Twisted Games. Hey guys, this is Amber. I'm Monica. How did you like the escape room that we went to? <laughs> you know, I really thought I was going to panic when I was in there. Yeah. Because we got in and it was kind of small for how many girls there were, but it was so much fun. Yeah. So I, if any of our <laughs> listeners are from Colorado Springs, we went to Made You Think Escapes. And mm-hmm. I got to say, they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a large group of women and then some of the husbands got jealous and wanted to come along. Yeah. So <laughs> As they do. <laughs> yes. they, they came along and I got to say, I was pretty impressed. I've never done an escape room before, but mm-hmm. they were really themed well. Mm-hmm. The guys were separated because, you know, they were second fiddle yeah like, yeah exactly I mean, come on, like girls night and they're like we want to come so yes they did this crazy hillbilly one where they had to shoot things with slingshots and pull up boards mm. and fish in toilets and totally obnoxious but they had a blast <laughs> and then we ended up doing a pirates one which was really cool you actually go inside like a ship and there's mm-hmm. a prison in there um but it was all mental it was a lot of math it was <laughs> it was like doing schoolwork. don't get me wrong it was fun but like i hear the guys and they're fishing in toilets yeah. and we're solving algebra yeah, yeah. i mean we're all buzzing off wine yeah, and cocktails yeah, yeah. and we're like wait what are our colors? Yeah. What are what is this map? What? And then we had a map we had to look at for yeah, geography. Yeah. And we had yes. It was a lot. But it was it was it fun. Was, it was, it was satisfying. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> we barely got the deadline. Oh we're my like, gosh. Ah, ah. And that talking skeleton the whole time scared the shit out of me every time it opened its mouth. Or there would be times where you're walking by looking for clues and you could hear the eyes moving and oh, watching yeah. and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say though, they were they did a great job. Oh, they're they were doing amazing. a lot of they're building more themed ones so i don't know if you're around that area i highly suggest them we had a blast oh yeah i, I agree the guys definitely had it easier a hundred percent so much so that the kids we told the kids and they were like i want to go do that so i think we're gonna book them next Are month you? for that oh, cool. mm-hmm. if the santa if the because they're building that christmas one yeah. if that one's not up by the time we go back we're just gonna do the hillbilly one because yeah. they're not gonna be able to do the one no no <laughs> I don't even know if I could go back and, and redo it. it. Yeah. yeah, you're like, what do we do? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so intense. It was a lot of fun though. But it it does warn you though. They do give you different um, difficulty. Yeah, levels. difficulty yeah, levels, and do. we definitely chose the. Higher I was one. like, we're smart women. Yeah. We can't do this. We are smart, but when we're not very sober, it took us a little. Longer. Yeah. And at one point, one of the friends guessed one of the clues just by guessing words. Yes. Yeah, she was like. Well, what the heck? We'll try this. And it was like, oh, okay. I was so impressed. I was like, how'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Not going but anyways, I thought that was fun. It was so fun. It was a great group of women to do it with as mm-hmm. well. Mm. So my story today. Oh. You know, I have to say, I was thinking about this on the way up. Yeah. And it's like, your stories are so crazy every time. <laughs> I look forward to them because A, I've never, do- I love true crime. I've never dove into cults. Though. Yeah. And you keep presenting them to me and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, this one, I yeah, you know, I don't know what's going on in the 60s, but... <laughs> Oh, there was a lot. They did some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> some stuff. Um, this one's actually about the Lyman family. Okay. And another one I've never even heard good. of. Good. I'm glad. Um, so they are quoted as being the East Coast Charles Manson cult. 
but without wow. all the killing. So I, I don't really know how they're considered the East Toast, huh. other than that the leader, Mal Lyman, was obsessed with Charles Manson. Like, yeah, that sounds about the, right. He, you know, it was around the same time frame. He, he was, there was a lot of notoriety of Charles Manson going mm-hmm. on at that time. He was in the news. And Mel kind of, you know, he really wanted that notoriety for himself. It was... Everybody he, wants yeah, to be Manson. Yeah, you know, call yeah. leaders. They're a little bit on the narcissistic uh-huh. side. They know? all have God yeah, complexes. Yeah, yeah, yeah precisely. Uh-huh. Uh, so... He uh, he actually had a picture of Charles Manson, and his followers would have to change out the flowers and make sure they were fresh underneath the picture every day. So he had a whole ass shrine. Yeah, oh my he had God. A, he, yeah, he had a to Man- Charles Manson. He had a Manson shrine. Mm. Mm-hmm. But no killing. I mean, I well, I, I'll wait to hear what he's yeah. done. But I'm yeah. good for him for at least not, not, not you know people. completely um, going that way. However, several of the cult members or the ones that were somehow associated with that cult did say that the devotion to him that if he would have asked, it would have been done. Wow, so, that's intense. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> anybody I'd murder say. for. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been devoted to anything enough uh-uh. Uh-uh. to kill for them. Yeah, and I pop children out, and I still, they'd ask me, and I'd be like, no, child, <laughs> yeah. go to your yeah. room. <laughs> like, there's nothing in this world yeah. that I'm willing to just up and uproot my whole life to murder for. Yeah. No. So that one's interesting. That's intense. Yeah. So good old Mel here. So he's an interesting guy, mm-hmm. uh, as cult leaders tend to be. They typically, yes. It's the 60s, so a lot of drugs were involved, and he was very much pushing drugs. He um, sold a lot of drugs around the community. He wanted all his members to do drugs, LSD. But of course, and maybe it's just because I'm so innocent, I never did anything. But have you heard of ingesting mor- morning glory seeds? No. Okay, so... Really? Apparently. Hold on, I mean, I love gardening. Is there a way I can get high with my morning glories? Oh, I don't think you want this kind of high. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so, apparently, uh, this is not a recipe, so please... A disclaimer, please, don't disclaimer. do this. <laughs> but it's in several of the articles that okay. I read. Uh, if you ground morning glory seeds uh-huh. and then you ingest them, you get incredibly stoned. And not pretty stoned. We're not like cool philosophizing. It's fall down, think the paintings and the walls are attacking you. Oh my throwing God. Throwing so up like and hemorrhaging. Acid or shrooms. Yeah, it's, it's oh bad. Oh my gosh. And a lot of the witnesses, uh, you know, would watch these people mm-hmm. get stoned and yeah. they would just be vomiting all over themselves and falling down. And then the next morning be like, oh, that was great. Let's do it again. No. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you hear. I heard so, Morning Glory, and I instantly my head went to, oh, maybe it's like Belladonna. No, that's way worse. Yeah, yeah. Not that I've, was, I've never done Belladonna. Just saying, but that's what it reminded me of. Gosh. Yeah, it, I've never heard of doing it, but it was big, and I, and I was confused at first. I was like, Morning Glory seeds. Is yeah. this a code name? And then they, <laughs> I could see it being a code name, though. Yeah. But, but apparently it's actually the plant, and they took the seeds, and they grind them up, and then you huh. ingest them, and it's crazy. I would have never well, known. poppy seeds, right? Opium. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But now I'm going to go play with the flower seeds and see what please I can do. <laughs> Guess what please chamomile will do. No. <laughs> so one of the things that Mel was really known for was music, specifically mm-hmm. harps and banjos. <laughs> <laughs> How worldly of him. How worldly. 
So he really liked to play harps and he really liked to play banjos. And he started bringing on um, actual producers of music and they had him join his band. And he would sometimes do that whole weird narcissistic musician thing where sometimes he didn't feel like God or his spirits were telling him to play. So he just won it that night. And then other times he would play. And uh, when audiences were leaving, was past like the encore and they were leaving for the day he would decide that that's when you know god was speaking through him and then he'd play like this random thing and people were like going out to their car in the parking lot they weren't even in cool the they were like, hey, we're gone yeah <laughs> thank you so much yeah. it was, oh my god it was very interesting and manson was into music too so that's interesting yeah so big time music very big on drugs for everyone he um, he actually got busted for drugs by the police, and he had a choice of either going to jail or a job, which is why he became part of the band. Otherwise, he didn't really care to work so much. So that was like a quote-unquote job for him. Then. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. To be in the band. It was Jim Queskin's band, who was actually a pretty famous producer and musician, hmm. as far as folk music kind of goes. Cool. In that, in the 60s. And he actually is quoted as saying is, I am singing America to you, and it is Mel Lyman. He is the new soul of the world. No, thank you. Obsessed. No, obsessed. Thank you. All no, these people were so obsessed. So his reach was pretty big then. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. And of course, he played a lot of mind games, as cult leaders do. Um, he really was big on pain and suffering and loyalty. And he would kind of... This dude plays the harp. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought, every time I saw that come up in the articles, I just, nothing wrong with playing the harp. It's just no, it's, something I associate with a cult leader. It's beautiful so sounding. Just, like, it's sweet and majestic. Can you and then you want sitting to on torture. a pillow while people are high on yeah. morning glory? <laughs> like, strumming away. I, this whole laugh, scene so far is just wild. <laughs> Anyways, I, I don't know what people are thinking. You know, he's big on power trips. You know, his followers are commenting about how he had a way of elevating the humble and humbling the elevated. So he, you would get his praise and then he'd crash you down and get his praise. Mm-hmm. It sounded um, a lot like Mean Girl games. I was going to say, that sounds like yeah. a really nice way of saying, I'm going to build you up to knock you yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. So things like his followers would paint a room in one of the houses that he had, and then he would find some small imperfection and make them paint it again, even though no one else could see it. Just those kind of control games. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he had multiple properties, and uh, people always getting high. Oh, uh, three teaspoons of morning glory seeds equal 500 micrograms of LSD, in case you're wondering how strong that is. Wow. (laughs) So they're really true. I I don't know how most these people didn't die. I was going to say, how are they A, alive, and B, are they, like, okay now? Yeah. (laughs) Like, wow. Probably not. Probably not, no. No. Uh, To join the cult, you had to give up all your possessions. To him? Naturally, yeah. No, it wasn't, like, donated. Yeah. And then they would have to do common jobs, like construction workers. Hmm. Things like that, social workers. So he wanted them to And then to all work. the money would go there, and they would help build up the houses. He had he ended up starting small in Massachusetts, and then 
he had like a first wife, a second wife, you know, all these women, and but he stayed in touch with most of them. And so we had this network across the nation. Mm-hmm. And so we had West Coast affiliations and East Coast, but most of it was centralized in huh. East Coast. So was he married area. to all the wives at one time or was it consecutive? Like- well, it wasn't really clear because they weren't even 100% saying wives. It was more of your first old lady, your second old lady, third old lady. Excuse me. <laughs> so... <laughs> I took the term yeah, yeah, as yeah. being wife. Yeah. Uh, but he stayed friendly with them. Uh, he wrote letters to his first wife. He actually sent his best friend to go and meet up with his first wife so they can start coordinating efforts in their area to expand their network of communication. Wow. I'm not really sure. It's crazy this dude didn't want to work because it sounds like his mind is actually yeah. really... He's, it sounds like he's yeah. really smart. So uh, he actually fell in love with Jesse Benton who really messed him up. Hmm. She got too heavy into the drugs. She didn't like the scene of all these people coming around and just getting loaded Mm -hmm. and all the painting and whatever. So she got tired of the scene, and then she left him for good. Kind of went crazy is what they mentioned. Well, if she's doing what they're doing, it makes sense. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Eventually, throughout his whole building up his networks, he had more than a dozen large homes in four major cities fleet of cars and trucks to service them, recording and film equipments. <laughs> he, he had retreat homes on Martha's Vineyard, estates in Province, France. Oh, so this dude had money, money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And he would, he would do a lot of the retreats when he was building up people that were going to be his main soldiers, if you will, in the cult. They would go to Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. and do that stuff. <laughs> you, wow. You know what? Like... <laughs> There are cults, and then there are apparently elite cults, yeah. because that's crazy. That's so, that's yeah. expensive. And it's, because they were some high celebrities and high earners, mm-hmm. musicians, filmmakers, producers, yeah. all, all of that. But most of them were waitresses and construction workers, servers. Yeah. They did come for higher end jobs, and then they gave that all up and became the lower end, so they could service Mel. And that doesn't even make sense to me. Why would you, <laughs> like, if you want to continue to have this life that he has you'd think he'd want to keep them to keep that high-end job but yeah what do i know yeah he wrote a couple books autobiography of a world survivor it was only 80 pages so some autobiography what did he survive uh it was just ramblings it sounded like a superman comic book plot And, okay. But a lot of his members were impressed, and that's how they came over for it. Of course. <laughs> so uh, he had all these high celebrities that he valued, but Superman was one of them. Superman you know, and Charles Manson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. a combination. Yeah, well, those 60s drugs. <laughs> that say. morning glory will mess you up. Yeah, he he had that. They ended up publishing Ava- Avatar, which was really an underground published kind of magazine oh. that they had around there. And it talked about sex and drugs and different laws and legalities and really anything that Mel wanted to talk, which, you know, college campuses kind of have those underground. Yeah. Pub- yeah. Yeah. These got a little crazier, obviously. Yeah. You know, if, if any of his editors cut out any sort of words that he didn't want and what he said, he'd make them rerun the whole story again, not as a correction, but as just a whole new story. And he would... Yeah. He, he got in trouble with other publishing companies around there, and they called him out, and then he would just blast him in this thing and just say, hmm. come at me, and what do you got going on? And 
Can I just yeah. say real quick, we're in here telling scary stories in this room, and I think I just heard thunder, and it makes it so much creepier right now. I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was intense. Yeah. It makes, really, it's spooky season two. We're almost finishing it off. That was perfect. You yeah. were telling me about craziness, and it's thundering. Yeah. So he never did tell any of his members to kill anyone. However, a couple of his members did try to rob a bank in 1973. It just doesn't shock me. Anything you're saying right now. One was killed. Two went to prison. Oh, so somebody actually died, too. Yeah. Because of this. Oh, that's heartbreaking. To kind of get the full idea of Mel's mentality, I'm going to read you this large quote. Because he used to do interviews all the time. You know, various people. He wanted people to see him. That's why he had stake in publishing and radio and film. That makes sense. Yeah, he wanted people to see him. He really, really wanted that notoriety like Mm -hmm. Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. He was trying everything he could. Oh, he was. He wanted to be up there and not many people know about him. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Yeah. So this quote's a little long, but I think it gives a really good idea of what his mindset was at. Nice. So I sit here looking so cool and calm and blowing smoke rings when actually I'm so frantic. My big guts are eating my little guts and I want to go raving mad and scream and tear my hair and shit on the floor and rub my face in it (laughs) and jack off on the wall and rub my hair in it, tear my leg and suck the bloody stumps and flop around like a fish out of water and fuck myself into a coma and twist myself into a knot and spin around the world. But why will they say that I am mad? I just... Like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> there was so much happening in... And why is it all That's a roller coaster, isn't it? <laughs> like, jeez. Sitting here calm and I'm just gonna... Shit All on the floor stuff. and smash my face. And that gave a very clear picture <laughs> of his mindset. Thank you for reading me that disgusting yeah. quote. Yeah. So my survivor of this cult that I do want to focus on. Oh, yeah. I'm on. over here forgetting that we have, like, I'm so enthralled in yeah. this. That, yeah. Who so, is it? So Guinevere Turner. Okay. She was born into this cult. Oh, okay. okay. So she started life there. Yeah. She started life there. Her mom was pregnant at 19 and joined the cult. And mm-hmm. gave birth to Guinevere. Uh, so she grew up in this in multiple compounds in Kansas, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Boston, Martha's Vineyard. They traveled in a five-vehicle caravan back and forth to all these compounds as their mm. age. And she grew up believing that they were truly going to go to Venus. The planet? <laughs> yeah, the planet. That's this- what- Mel told all his family members. I wish you guys could see my face. Like, not only have you just spit out everything you just spit out at me, but now they're going to Venus. Cool. Yeah. Poor thing. I do. I joke, but I feel bad for her if that's what she grew up So believing. that's what they grew up. And of course, drugs and government cheese. And yeah, they actually had a bus that they would travel back and forth to the compounds that said Venus or bust. Cool. It's the 60s, man. <laughs> 60s, man. I mean, that's true. I have to remember this is 60s because, well, I don't know. So uh, her family had 100 adults, 60 children. And this is uh, near the end of the 60s, so 1968. Mm-hmm. She had spent over 11 years among them. She was, of course, homeschooled. Yeah. On there. Uh, they never saw a doctor unless it was super, super extreme circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, such as a child losing a finger while chopping wood, then they would have to see a doctor. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or if they burnt themselves on boiling water that they were porting back and forth to different houses. So, Well, at least they, they took them, though. I mean, I guess there's that. Yeah, so lots of chores. You know, the adults took acid for spiritual growth only. That reminds, you know, this is starting to sound like <laughs> a couple cases back, our friend back there. 
I, I thought so too. I was like, oh, interesting. And that was also in the 60s. Thank, so. thank goodness those two so, never met up. Uh, she does talk about that there were parts of her childhood that were actually really happy. Oh, okay. So it wasn't all abuse. Uh, she, I do feel that's all she knew for so long and it was hard her going out. So she did, I don't know, put rose colored glasses on. I'm sure. When it was I'm with sure. her. It talks about how, you know, they sang together, harvested strawberries, you know, the forage for mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had lots of animals, dogs, goats, cows, chickens, ponies, birds. The older kids would read stories and they're actually children's stories hmm. before bed. Uh, Ouija board was also a big part of their lives. And that's went how demonic real quick again. <laughs> Yeah, so the Ouija board came out every day, and they would ask questions, but only the the adults or the older children could ask the questions of the Ouija board, okay. and that's how they get their answers. A couple of times, they would ask about the smaller kids and get their answer. One of them was about Guinevere, and they said that she was lazy. The Ouija board busted <laughs> her out? How rude! So, she had to spend several weeks after that cleaning all the ashtrays and all the buildings and mopping Oh floors and everything because it told her she was crazy or lazy lazy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something about the mother and the children any parents of the children were separated and oh. they went to different compounds so they didn't know their mother that's so she knew of her she knew that her mother was in a different compound but she wasn't mm-hmm. raised by them mm. and that's sad that they i wonder what the mentality is or the mindset behind you, that is you know she was so removed and i think because she had so much other parental figures around her yeah it wasn't, yeah. That's interesting why he thought that was a good idea, though. Like, that's sad. Yeah, it was interesting. What started that? Well, he does a lot of things that I don't <laughs> yeah. understand. And, you know, the compounds, they have, obviously, with the acid and everything that's going on, uh, one of the compounds actually had a wooden pyramid that the kids would gather in, and they would sing slash chant hum music. The idea being... <laughs> That they would try to call the UFOs down to take them to Venus. <laughs> and that's one of her fondest memories. Oh, she really enjoyed I'm that. sorry for laughing. Because she, if, she, if she loved it, then by all means, if you're happy doing it, but cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, it wasn't all like harvesting strawberries and singing and yeah. oh, hippy dippy con- cottage core yeah. over here. It wasn't yeah. anything. It wasn't all that. There were some pretty severe punishments. Uh, she got punished for looking at someone with that Scorpio soul in her eyes. And how old was her Scorpio soul at the time? <laughs> I mean, she only spent eleven years there. Oh yeah, that's right. So, oh, uh, yeah. Ew. So, I'm not really sure what that means. When. Some of the punishments include being locked in the closet for a whole day, being refused food for long periods of time, beaten in front of a crowd so you were publicly oh, shamed. No. Uh, they had object of shunning, so that means that no one could look or talk to you for days. You're in a place of 100 adults and 68 kids and no one's allowed yeah. to look at you. They were, of course, raised, as most cults are, that anyone outside the cult were bad and evil. And they actually called it the world people. So that was everyone that was outside were called world people. Hmm. They were so divided that eventually Mel decided that they weren't going to have daylight savings time anymore. And so it was their time and then the world time. Cool. (laughs) He's doing great. Yeah. Some of the grossness, so this does get pretty gross, is that uh, adults would have sex in beds while kids slept or maybe didn't sleep on the floor. 
Hmm. Just I had a feeling we were going to get to here when you said uh, Scorpio-eyed 11-year-old. things, yeah. yeah. 13 and 14 year girls could get chosen by adult men for marriage. Gross. Yeah. That's gross. Mel himself kept a 13-year-old girl. I'm sure he did. In the room next to his, and she, Guinevere remembers her crying, saying, I don't want to have sex with Mel, I don't want to have sex with Mel, oh. but I know that's going to happen. So, and then she would have to go share a bed with him. That's gross. Yeah. Why is it that all these cults, I think that's probably why I never dove deep into them, because they're all, it's all just a way for old men to be creepy and pedophile Yeah. Or maybe murdery at the same time, depending on who you are. Yeah. So, what's, what's really interesting is she, her mother, when she turned 30, she ended up running away from one of the compounds. The mom? The mom. Okay. The mom of Guinevere. They don't really uh-huh. say her name. I'm sure she... In most of these, I did not see her name. Uh, So if anyone knows that information, please. I I went through a couple of sources and I didn't see anything Mm -hmm. on there. But when her mother ran away, she got called up to the head man or whatever at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said because her mom ran away, she no longer had a parent within the family. Mm -hmm. So they had to kick her out. Thank gosh. I mean, it was probably devastating to her at the time, but truly for her well-being, thank gosh. Yeah, but mm-hmm. an 11-year-old? But, like, where did they – how do you just goodbye kick yeah. her to the streets? She had a half-sister somewhere else in another compound, so they sent her to go pick up her half-sister. and they Was made... the half-sister older or younger? Younger. Oh, okay. Younger. Okay. It, yeah, she was pregnant by one of the members by different dad. Oh, okay. There. Yeah, okay. the mother was. Uh, yeah. She was very devastated because, yeah. one, she didn't know her mom, so what did it matter if her right. mom wasn't there? She wasn't yeah. around her mom, didn't know her mom, Yeah, any that of that. Yeah. So she had to go get her younger sister, and then they put her on her plane, and they're like, good luck. We think she's here. And they just sent this child out into the world. There's two of them, and yes. they are young. Young. Oh, my God. Yeah. Luckily, they had a pretty good idea. So her mother went to her grandmother's house, mm-hmm. and that's where she found her. And she didn't know this woman, and she actually really resented her mother. I'm sure. Because she thought she had a good thing. That yeah. was her life yeah. that she grew up with. So she had to go there. Uh, she was kicked out. Guinevere eventually learned how to somewhat be normal. She was made fun of a lot. Her clothing was out of style. Her hairstyle was out of style. Mm-hmm. Everyone had the Farrah Fawcett cool wave. She mm-hmm. had long, straight hair. Everything was out of whack because it was in style for the family, mm-hmm. but right, not for right. the world people. Yeah. Uh-huh. All of us. So, and of course, she was afraid of everyone. She eventually got out there and she started, you know, going through school. However, when she turned 18, she actually went back to the cult. What? Because she missed it. Well, yeah. She loved think it. seven years away would be enough. Yeah. You would think. They welcomed her back. Mel was inside her heart. So as long as Mel was inside her heart, she was allowed to come back to the cult. <sighs> Poor love. And she was pretty comfortable at first. They welcomed her back with all open arms. You know? Great. Her mom That's didn't great. really talk to her about anything that happened to her within the cult. Oh. She kept it really hush-hush. So she only saw what her 11-year-old eyes saw mm-hmm. at that time. Like you there. said, rose-colored glasses. Yeah, the, it, it was really know. interesting. Even though she got denied food, was beaten, object of shunning, yeah. you know, locked in closets, which is never healthy. But she had the singing and... The calling the UFOs. Yeah, yeah the calling the UFOs. Uh, however, she, she realized very... Early on, after she went back to the cult, that it was very one-sided. Uh, I'm sure you can kind of guess from the 13 to 14-year-old brides that the men ruled the roost. Mm-hmm. And they would sit around 
getting high, eating their food, and the women were always busy cleaning, watching the kids, and those are things that she didn't recognize as a child. Yeah, because she wasn't made to do all of that. She left before she was chosen as a bride. That's true. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah, so she left before she was chosen. While she remembers some of the older girls Mm -hmm. being quite upset to be those brides, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, she, she never got to experience herself. So because of the injustice and seeing how it was all one-sided and the men were doing, she ended up leaving again. Good. And how long was it in? Does it Did it say? It didn't really say, but from what I read, it seemed it was really quick. Okay, good. Well, at least she wasn't there for years upon years. Before she was chosen. Oh, I mean, she okay, so she made it out quick. Yeah, quick. so she left at 11, well, kicked out at 11, yeah. was able to come back at 18, and then was not chosen to be anyone's wife good, good so it was pretty quick then. yeah you know like mel likes to do he told everyone the end of the world it was gonna be oh no it's this too <laughs> it was january 5th 1974 that's when the world was gonna end and the ufos were gonna come and take everyone to venus okay so everyone prepared and they all <laughs> gathered around they all wore their best clothes everyone gathered around and listened for the hum of ufos if you tell me there was a hum i so when they didn't come okay <laughs> None of these people made it to Venus. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, <laughs> Spoiler alert. No one got to All Venus. Right. <laughs> when the UFOs didn't come, Mel blamed them for not being ready. Oh my gosh, how gaslighty. <laughs> you can't even let them have that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he actually punished the whole family for a while. The year was no longer 1974. It was reset to 00. He just decided. Oh, Mel. And the kids weren't allowed to speak for quite some time. The kids got punished too? I can't. I I don't know. Their pyramid singing did not bring the UFOs. I don't know. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You know, and a lot of the, the the members that or the prior members or the associates of the cult talk about, you know, like most cults, they offer structure, solidarity, and some kind of hope. That makes so, sense. When you have none of that, that's that's a guiding light for yeah. many. It, it does make sense. I can see why it happens, but it's almost so extreme. It was really interesting. Uh, the family ended up announcing that Mel died in 1978 at the age of 40. He didn't get the UFO. He did not get the UFO. However, there was no proof of death. I was young, though. No certificate. Uh, Eventually, one member that was hush-hush, did not want their identity put out there, Mm -hmm. said that he actually purposely overdosed because he was going through a long illness and Mm. he was suffering. So he OD'd. So that's how the cult, the cult obviously got smaller. From what I could tell, now these articles were quite old, so right. I could be out of date here. From what I saw, though, it's still somewhat active. You know, they had all those properties, and they ended up being associated with actually uh, a company that's still around, the United Illuminating Incorporate. Mm. You know, they, they were in film and production, so they're somewhat still there, but mm. not at all what they were. Interesting. I don't believe anyone thinks they're going to Venus anymore. I, I think you know, it's a more of you grew up in this lifestyle, right. you have babies in this lifestyle, it's hard to leave this lifestyle. Mm. And that's why, but it's considerably smaller where it's at. That's interesting. I, uh, was watching, obviously, TikTok, as everyone does nowadays. <laughs> and for a while, I think my For You page, because I started with cottagecore, and then it went to gardening. And then I was like, oh, I love my herbs, too. Like, so it's all of this. And then it, I think my For You page went extreme for a little bit. and was like, also, you want to join a cult? And I was like, no, I don't. And it kept showing me these videos of people, like, trying to, and they, they do call them intentional communities now. 
okay. And so they, you know, there are all these people saying, join this one and join... I wonder, now I know, all these stories I keep hearing, I'm like, well, is it this intentional community that you're talking about? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Guinevere is doing well. She's in her 50s. And Mm -hmm. actually, you may or may not have heard of her. So she is a screenwriter. She's drawn to stories about cults, as one does. One of her films actually focused on Charles Manson. She helped write... A very tiny film you may have heard, American Psycho. Really? For real. For real. (laughs) Girl. Yeah. So she acted in some smaller films. She did cameo appearances in some Kevin Smith films. And I adore like him. Like chasing Amy and Dogma. She did yeah. a cameo in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. She Look made it you. out. You made it out and you made it strong. Yeah. So I don't know. She She's doing pretty well. It's really interesting to hear her take, though, because she does talk about, she doesn't like really calling a cult. And then partway she's like, well, it was a cult. Yeah. But, oh, but it was my family and it was a commune. Yeah. and. She, she kind of goes back and forth there, and she talks about how a lot of the happy things, mm-hmm. and then she really glosses over the, oh, but they did beat us, and there were young girls that were made to sleep with old men. and there, We're not yeah. even going to talk about it. Yeah. At least she got to make her own choice of leaving the cult at the end. She was forced out initially, yeah, yeah. went back, saw more of the realistic Which situation is, yes, was like, going like, on. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. I mean, this man who wanted to rub poop all over his face and his own ejaculate and whatever whatever else he said in that quote there was which a was, lot of legs there, there, <laughs> there was a lot going in there so I'm glad she saw the light right. saw, no. saw what it was for and she got out I'm glad she and did she's pretty Living more it famous up. than no, I yeah. am that's yeah. for sure I'm more <laughs> famous than I'll yeah. ever be <laughs> right. yes so good. You like that yeah, one? I I did. Yeah. Um, I figured you've heard of Charles Manson. I yeah, wasn't yeah, sure if yeah. you heard, most people have. I just didn't know if you've heard of Lyman Family. No, so. no, no, no. But there was a in the beginning there was a lot of crossovers where I could mm-hmm. see he was trying to be the same. Oh so yeah, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, God complex. Yeah, yeah, as they that's all a good do. one. Well, thanks for sharing. Absolutely. And you guys make sure. I know we are still so small, but if you wouldn't mind subscribing, maybe maybe give a review. I would love it if it's positive, but if it's negative, just do as you do. <laughs> yeah, we can learn from that too. Yeah, exactly. We're not gonna hate you if you do. We'll get it. <laughs> yeah, we understand. Great. Well, I hope everyone has a good evening, and as always, trust your gut and play to win. Mm-hmm.